Hi, I'm Sam Hawley. This is ABC News Daily. The prices of everyday goods are going up faster now than at any other time during the past 20 years. The inflation rate has hit 6.1%, still heading up. Today, the ABC's business editor, Ian Verinder, on whether that means we're sliding towards the economic pain of a recession. Ian Verinder, the treasurer, Jim Chalmers, he describes the inflation rate as... Confronting. Uh, we are not surprised to see inflation north of 6%, but it's still confronting. Uh, this inflation outcome today uh, mirrors the lived experience of Australians who are doing it tough right 6. now. 6.1%. It does sound like something we should worry about. Certainly does. Um, look, to be honest, though, it's actually a little bit lower than a lot of people were expecting. So the news isn't quite as bad as it could have been. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you want to compare our situation to most other developed nations, we're actually in a much better space than, uh, than most of the others. I mean, America is, you know, really up around 9%. Uh, there's similar inflation levels running rampant through Europe. Uh, everywhere is, seems to be doing a lot worse than us. Mm. Inflation in the United States is at its highest level in 40 years and prices are rising fast. England expects that inflation will exceed 11% in October. But the poorest households is in the middle of an inflation crisis. The value of its currency has plummeted over the last year as prices for everyday goods... So we're certainly not alone. This is a global phenomenon and becoming quite entrenched too. Mm, so we're in economic pain together. So. Yeah, absolutely. Why is it that Australia is doing a bit better than these other nations? Well, I guess we're in a slightly different position. I mean, to start with, a lot of this has been caused by shortages um, coming out of the pandemic and more recently by shortages in commodities such as food, grains uh, and, and fuel, you know, oil, coal um, and all of those kind of things. And we are exporters of those materials and those goods. So we're, we're actually in a better position than a lot of other countries. I think if you compare our fuel prices here, for instance, compared to Europe, we're, we're much cheaper. We've seen lots of reports recently about how people are finding it more and more difficult to make ends meet. You know, people struggling to buy food, for instance, pay their rent. You know, it is already biting. Across the nation, Australians are feeling the rising cost of living. Could probably spend $200 and I'd only have one, two bags before you could at least fill your trolley up. Seen around in the news lately, we've got um, the cost of lettuce making headlines all around the country. Um, I get my pension paid tomorrow, and I've got one dollar and one cent left in my bank. We account. don't ever use the heating; we just rug up at night. Um, you know, try to save cost on on that. We generally understand that high inflation means that we're paying more for everyday things, but how, Ian, is it measured? How do we get 
that figure, that 6.1% figure? Yeah, look, it's it's kind of interesting to, to think about it. Mm-hmm. It's important to remember it's a consumer price index. It's not an asset price index. It's what we consume, and it includes things like food and non-alcoholic beverages, uh, holidays, transport, alcohol and tobacco, health, education, clothing and footwear, communications. There's a whole basket of goods and services that are in um, this calculation that the uh, Australian Bureau of Statistics puts together to figure out what our inflation is. And interestingly, housing is one of the, it's the key area that's driving a lot of this inflation here at the moment. It was uh, up around about 20% in the quarter. And that's to do with the shortages of building materials, uh, particularly from overseas that we're trying to import into here. That is the, one of the biggest components of this whole basket of goods and services that, uh, that accounted for consumer price index. It's, look, it's important to realise too that inflation isn't really about the level of prices. It's about the speed at which they're rising. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you went to the shops, for instance, and bought, um, you know, some carrots and it cost you $4 and then you went back three months later and it cost you $8, well, that's 100% inflation because it's the price has doubled. Mm-hmm. But if it stayed at $8 for the next quarter then there's no inflation on the carrots. It's still really expensive. It's still twice what you used to pay, but it's not, uh, the inflation hasn't, uh, hasn't changed because it's, the price has been steady from one quarter to the next. So it's really about, it's about, it's a measure of the speed at which prices are rising. It's not about the cost of living and, and how expensive it is to live. Let's come back to what that means for individual Australians soon. But you mentioned this is happening all over the globe. So what does it mean for the global economy? What are we seeing there? Um, well, it, what it means is that uh, central banks collectively are in a mad panic. Mm-hmm. Uh, their main reason for existence is to ensure that inflation doesn't get out of control and they've suddenly found themselves after you know 20 30 years of having inflation being too low uh that it's suddenly just run riot mm-hmm. and they're desperately trying to uh to put a cap on it and the only thing they've got to uh to do with to do that with is uh is interest rates mm-hmm. And central banks globally are working overtime to try and stop the inflation. And the only way you can stop the inflation is to slow global growth. It's to put the brakes on growth, to really ensure that consumers aren't spending as much money, that companies aren't borrowing as much money or spending as much money. That means slowing down growth. That means putting people out of work, unfortunately. Mm, So it sounds like you're describing a recession is that what we're we're heading for? Are we heading for a recession? It depends too how you define recession. Now we've always defined a recession by being two consecutive quarters of of contraction where the economy actually shrinks. Mm-hmm. Now 
the we're in this unusual position right now though so normally when you've got when you're in recession you've got a huge unemployment problem you've got people being thrown out of work now unemployment is at multi-decade lows and maybe there's going to be a delayed reaction here where people do start to lose their jobs once things slow down enough generally speaking though once an economy really does start to slow when it comes off the boil you you have firms laying off workers that hasn't really happened yet it hasn't happened here and it hasn't really happened in in america i mean i don't know do we have a recession where we have full employment i mean it'd be highly unusual if we did but we're, we're living through extremely unusual times mm, okay and in the meantime as we watch inflation go up as we watch interest rates continually go up and we hear warnings of a recession coming, what should we do as individuals to, I guess, secure ourselves economically? Well, obviously, the the only tool that central banks have in the uh, in the toolkit is interest rates. And so the more debt you've got, the uh, the worse the position you're in. And so I guess what you do is you stop spending on uh, on the the luxuries, uh, you know, what's called discretionary spending by economists, but it's essentially the the little treats that you give yourself, or sometimes big treats. You you wind them back. So mm. what you find in a in a recession is that big expenditure items that are toys, I guess, you know, things like, you know, will you buy a new car this year because you know you you want one. Probably not, you know, because you, you figure, well, I want to keep a roof over my head. Um, big ticket items that are not absolutely necessary that you have. You can put them off for a year and it still won't make that much difference. Mm. So all of those things are the first to go. People tend to just revert to the necessities that they have to buy. So they, and they might scale back on the, on the, on the quality of, of goods and of, that they buy, even food. And if the worst does happen and we end up in a recession, how long would that last? I mean, how long is this going to take to correct itself, this economic uncertainty that we're, we're facing? Well, it's a bit hard to know, really, because, uh, you know, do we know what Vladimir Putin's going to do? And I don't think anybody knows the answer to that. Mm. How long this goes on for? Well, it could be quite some time. It might fix itself very quickly. I guess the difference this time around compared to the crisis we had with the pandemic is that um, this time around central banks won't be riding to the rescue and neither will governments. They won't be tipping in all the money that they did primarily because that's what's caused this problem right now. I think we're in for a long period of economic uncertainty. Ian Verinder is the ABC's business editor. The Reserve Bank Board is expected to raise interest rates again next Tuesday. This episode was produced and mixed by Chris Dengate. Additional production by Sydney Peed and Flint Duxfield. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. You can find all of our episodes of the podcast on the ABC Listen app. To get in touch with the team, email us on ABC News Daily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.